Welcome to our special class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning today a special Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshas Nitzavim Vayelech, which is also like this upcoming Shabbos on the 23rd day of Elul, in the year Tavshin Lametes, exactly 41 years ago. So the Chassidic discourse is based on the opening verse of this week's Torah portion, where it says... That you are standing here, all of you today, in front of Hashem, your God, the heads of your tribes, um, the tribes, and all the Jewish people. And it lists the woodchoppers, the water carriers, and so on and so forth. So in Lakute Torah, the uh, classic Hasidic discourse from the Alter Rebbe on this week's Torah portion, he says that it's interesting that we always find that Parshish Nitzavim is always read the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. What's the reason? So the Alter Rebbe explains because since it says Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim, the buzzword is Hayoyim today, so Hayoyim is a reference to uh, Rosh Hashanah. What's that? What's the, what does Hayoyim today have to do with Rosh Hashanah? Every day is Hayoyim. Every day is the day. So he brings the verse that says, Zehayoyim, when it says through reference to Rosh Hashanah, the Torah says, Zehayoyim, this is the day. Again, Hayoyim, the buzzword of Hayoyim. Tchilas Masecha, the beginning of the actions, Ikaroin, Liyoyim Rishayim, remembrance of the first day when Hashem created the world. So Hayoyim is reference to Rosh Hashanah. So when this week's Torah portion says Hayoyim, so obviously it's what? A reference to uh, Rosh Hashanah. Based on this, the altar says, so what does the verse say? Atem netzavim hayoyim kulchem. All of you are standing there. What does that mean? That all the Jewish people, from the most elite to most simple people, are all kulchem. Kulchem means you're all here together. What does that mean? We're all standing together on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, be'achdus, with unity. We want to be one. We don't want to be separate and different and unique and special but we're all unified why why is that because since we're coming to rosh hashanah and rosh hashanah is the day of the year when we crown hashem as a king and he promises a great year and a good year with all the blessings the source of all the blessings come when on rosh hashanah so we want to be ready we want to be a keli we want to be a vessel to receive all these powerful blessings that take place in rosh hashanah so we know that the vessel to receive all the blessings and all the drawing down of energy, spiritual energy and physical energy, comes from one thing, achdus. When you are unified, unified with yourself for sure, and you're unified with other people, your family, your community, with Klal Yisrael, that is key and that is important and crucial to make you a receptacle to be able to receive all the blessings from Hashem. Why is that? Because we all know the famous verse that says, avinu kulonu that Hashem will bless us, kulonu, all of us, whereas one. And we all know what it speaks about at length in Tanya in chapter 32 and the famous Chassidic discourse, Eichaltsu, um, the Chassidic discourse from the Tzemach Tzedek and the midst of Avaz Yisrael, that the key to all the blessings is achdus, is unity. Now, Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the year. Rosh Hashanah, all the, that's when we get all the blessings. So since Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the year, and we all know that it says Rosh Hashanah is called Rosh 
Hashanah, the head of the year, not Chilas Hashanah, the beginning of the year. Why? Because what is what is the idea of Rosh? Rosh means the head. In the head, you have the whole body is within the head. The whole operation of the feet, the hands, and every part of your body comes from the head. So the same thing also, just like the head is what disseminates messages to how your whole system, how to operate, the same thing also, what happens in Rosh Hashanah, that's where it's the Rosh, the source of all the blessings for the whole year. All the chayas, all the energy, all the blessings, all the great things that happen throughout the year happen from Rosh Hashanah. And that's how we know that's important um, on the spiritual level. People make hachlotot, people make resolutions at Rosh Hashanah. So now's a good time to start thinking about what kind of resolutions you make at Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because since Rosh Hashanah is the source of all the blessings, so you want to make sure the Rosh, the head of the year, is solid and you're taking on good resolutions to do great things the whole year, so you'll be blessed with tremendous, powerful blessings. So, based on that, the Rebbe says that's why the verse says, Kulchem. Why? Again, because the, the way to prepare yourself and the way to be a vessel for all the powerful blessings comes from Kulchem, when we are all as one, when we're united with everybody. And through that, we can actually receive the greatest blessing because we all know that Hashem says in the verse, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. The real power of Hashem is the fact that Hashem is the only one that exists. If we want to draw in the one Hashem into our lives that will give us all the blessings, we have to become one with Klal Yisrael. So that's the first idea in the specific discourse. But then the Rebbe explains further, what does it say in the verse? So the verse says, we're trying to create unity. Unity within ourselves and unity within Kral Yisrael. What does the Torah tell us? The Torah, after it says, Kulchem, it says, 10 different levels of the Jewish people. Roshechem, Shivtechem, Mecha, etc. It lists 10 different categories of the Jewish people. So why does it list 10 different categories of the Jewish people? So we all know, Baruch we learned uh, in this class, many, we learned a lot of uh, areas of Kabbalah mysticism. One of the basics area of Kabbalah mysticism is that there's something which is called the 10 Svirot. What are the 10 Svirot? Well, different ways to counter, but the basic way is Chachma Bina Das, which is the three levels of intellect, and then you have Chesed Gevur Tiferes, Netzachoyd Yisoyed Malchus, the seven emotions. So you have 10 different Svirot, and each one is unique because Chachma is one type of intellect, Bina is already the development, Das is already the connection and understanding, and then with the emotions, Chesed Gvurit first, each one is unique. So just like you have in the Svirot, you have 10 different Svirot, and every single person is made up of every one of those 10 Svirot. If you don't have, everyone has all 10. The question is, what's your strong suit? Which one is your dominant Svirot? And everyone is unique. But the fact is, we have all 10 Svirot. The same thing also with the Jewish people. There's different levels in the Jewish people. There's some. There's a certain part of the Jewish people that's more of a chachma, chachma type of personality, more the bina personality, a das personality. And again, we can go through each one of these sefirot. Each one of them is a class on its own. But generally speaking, for this conversation, that we see that the Torah lists specifically ten types of Jewish people. That means there's ten types of personalities. So why, the question is, we're asking a simple question. One hand we're saying is, Hashem should bless us when we're all as one. But then the Torah lists 10 different personalities. Are we supposed to be one, or are we supposed to be different? If we're supposed to be one, 
Why list 10 different personalities? And on the other hand, if we're supposed to be unique and everyone has their spe- their unique gift to the world, so why does it say kulchem? So the Rebbe explains as follows. There's two types of unity. There's one type of unity, which the Rebbe calls echad, and there's one type of unity which we call yachid. Another is like this. The idea of yachid means oneness. Oneness means that the only thing that exists is this one. So for example, we all know the only true existence is Hashem. When the only true existence that exists is Hashem, and that we feel that in a revealed way, all the differences automatically don't even exist. So the only power and energy that exists is Yachid, the oneness of Hashem. On the other hand, there's an idea of unity where everyone has its unique mark, everyone has its unique impression that they make on the world, but nevertheless, even though we're, each one is unique and each one has their special mission, but nevertheless, we're all as one. So in other words, what the Torah is saying is like this, Kulchem, we're all as one. But that doesn't negate the fact that we each have our uniqueness. You know, there's different levels, there's the Chacham, and there's the Bino, and there's the Das, and Chesed Gvorti Feres, Netzachoyed Yisoyed Vimalchas, etc. And we're all unique, but nevertheless, and this is in a certain way, it's even harder to accomplish this. Because if, for example, there's a big light, we all see the oneness of Hashem, we all totally put ourselves aside, so then that's easy, on a certain level. It's Yachid, it's a higher level of unity. From a unity perspective, it's a higher level of unity. But from Echad, it's not a higher level of unity because each one is unique, each one is different. But the Avoida part, that even though I'm unique, and even though I'm different, and even though everyone has something else to contribute to the world, nevertheless, we become and we become one with everybody. So in other words, like this. So therefore, based on this, the, the verse is saying like this. We're all unified. But remember, even though, don't give up your identity. Everyone has a unique identity. Everyone has a unique gift to the world. But even though we have a unique gift to the world, we are unified. So the Torah does not want us to give up on, on the, our individuality. Everyone's individual and everyone's unique and everyone has its own mark on the world. But nevertheless, we're unified. So that's the difference between Echad and Yachid. By Yachid, there's no individuality. Everyone gets humbled for the great light. That's obviously a higher level of, of unity. But in Echad, we're each unique, but nevertheless, we are going to become one and put our differences aside, even though we're, we each have our differences, to create the idea of kolchan. And so this idea of echad, you actually see in the word echad. Why? Because echad is made up of three letters. What are the three letters that echad is made up of? So on one hand, echad means one. But nevertheless, echad is not, even though it's one, it's made up of three letters. So we're down to three. Even in the three, we know the meditation of echad is, Aleph stands for Aleph, the one Hashem. Ches, in the seven heavens and in the earth. And Dale, the four corners of the world. So look, in, in, the world, in the word Echad, what are we saying? We're saying Hashem, Aleph, He's the only one. But are we knocking out the heavens and the earth? No. There's seven heavens, there's an earth, there's four corners to the world. But we're all part of the Echad. We all recognize Hashem is ultimately the real superpower. And we are, 
as the word as the word is echad, it comes from Aleph, the first one that we put in the word echad. We don't put the ches first and the dal first. The first letter is Aleph, which means the seven heavens and the earth and the four corners of the worlds are all recognizing that the real power is the Aleph, which is Hashem. But nevertheless, take for example even the Aleph itself. So the letter Aleph, even though it's one letter, but Aleph itself gets spelled out, gets spelled out. What does Aleph mean? Alufay shaloylam. That what? That Hashem is the Aluf, the great power of the world. So in other words, we're not negating the world. The world is a world. It's a real world. But we're agreeing that Hashem is what? Is the greatest power. Now, so when, when we have the Echad, which means we have the seven heavens and we have the earth and we have the four corners of the world and we're agreeing the world exists, but nevertheless, we're recognizing the Hashem Echad, that level of Achdus, that level of unity, which means we're coming, we're, we, we do is we create that the world becomes Hashem's garden. It's a world that exists, a physical world, but we're all acknowledging that what? That it's Hashem's garden of the world. And when a person, when we do that, not when, when each and every one of us do that, then we become one with Hashem. So the idea of, of Atam Natsamayim Kulchem is that we're each, and as it lists out, everyone unique, but nevertheless, we're recognizing that Hashem is the ultimate real power, and that's really, that's, the, that's a very, very high level of achdus because we're unique and we're special and there's heavens and there's earth, but nevertheless, it's obviously, we recognize Hashem, and that's the idea of kulchem. And by doing that, obviously, we're able to receive all the blessings, as we say, But then the verse continues on to say, that we're going to go into a bond with, with Hashem. So what does that mean, going into a bond of Hashem? So the Rebbe explains, is an explanation of what we said before, that we're standing all as one with Hashem. And the way the Rebbe says, the Altar explains in the Kutu Torah, that what does that mean practically? It knows how do we come to the point where we become one with Hashem, in other words, and like we do tshuva, we're returning to Hashem, and the avoida of Rosh Hashanah, all happens through what? The avoida of Avraham Avris. So what is this idea of coming into a bond with Hashem? So the Rebbe brings down from the Alter Rebbe, he explains in the Kutu Torah, what does it mean we're creating a bond with Hashem? So he gives a simple example. If you have two friends, and two friends decide they want to be friends, and they want to be friends forever. But on the other hand, we're living in a physical world, and things happen. Things happen, which means things can get in way of the friendship. Someone says something, someone hears something, someone feels differently. So when two people realize that life has its ups and downs, and we don't always have clarity, so two friends come and get, decide, guess what? We're gonna make a bond. The bond is that irrelevant of what happens, or what someone says, or what someone hears, or whatever the misconception is, we will never separate, and we will always be one. Very powerful gift. A gift of creating a friendship that whatever happens, we are, we are in a bond together. Which is beautiful, because this way when life goes through the lows, you have what to hold on to. Maybe you don't see why you're holding on to it. You made that bond that we're going to get through it together. 
How do they do that? By creating a bond. Bond. What does a bond mean? A bond means that we are becoming, and the expression the altar uses, lebosar echot. Just like, for example, if you have one piece of flesh, it's one. So even if you cut it, it's two halves of a whole. So a bris means that we're agreeing that we're one. It's not like we're two separate entities that are becoming one. We are to begin with one. So even if there's a cut, God forbid, it's not natural. Natural is to be one. And like, for example, you know, in the Torah, when they made a bond, they would take actually an animal and they would cut it in half and they would walk um, th- through it to, to, to create an image that really, just like the animal originally was one whole, when you cut it and you walk through it, you're saying it's just like we walk through it, really it's one. The same thing, our bond and our friendship should be one where we're inseparable and we'll always be together, irrelevant of what happens in our life, we will always be one, one, one entity. So the Rebbe explains, if you give a look at the analogy that the Altar uses, he uses the term, we're going to become lebosser echot, like one flesh. So he asked, why do you use the term lebosser echad? I mean, with learning Kabbalah, with learning Chassidus, use a yichud elyoin, a oneness on high. Why use like a, a coarse physical expression, not even of a human being, of, of, of literally of an animal? What's the idea of a bosser echad? So based on this, Rebbe says, because the truth is that we all know we have a godly soul and we have an animal soul and we have a physical body. So obviously the natural instinct is, what is our relationship with Hashem? Through our godly soul. So comes the Rebbe and says, no, the Altar used the word lebasar echad, because Hashem didn't choose us for our godly soul. He doesn't, our godly soul is part of God. Hashem specifically chose our physical body. That's what Hashem chose. Why? Why did Hashem choose our, our, our physical body? Because we all know when Hashem created the world. The big question is, why did Hashem create the world? And the answer is because Hashem wanted to make a dira, a dwelling place, in a place where he's not recognized. Betachtoinim means low. What means low? When you talk about low and high in Kabbalah, we're not talking physical high or physical low. We're talking about a place where God is revealed, God is concealed. So Hashem wanted to make a place, a dira, where should he dwell? Betachtoinim, in a place where Hashem is not recognized. And when we, Bnei Yisrael, and we, the Jewish people, go ahead and serve Hashem, not only for my neshama, when you take your body to shul, for example, when you go to shul, you never go to shul and leave your body at home. Your soul goes and your body goes. When you go to learn Torah, only your soul goes to learn Torah? No, your soul goes and your body also goes. When you make a blessing, when you do a mitzvah, your soul does the mitzvah and your body does the mitzvah. Because Hashem wanted, Hashem wanted, the goal was he had a dream, he had a vision that we should make a dwelling place for Hashem down in this world. That means, sure, Neshama Davins, sure, Neshama prays, sure, Neshama does mitzvahs, sure, Neshama learns. But the goal is that our body should want to do it, our physical existence should want to have a relationship with Hashem. And because Hashem wanted to have a dwelling place down in this world, who wanted it? The essence of Hashem wanted it. He wanted it specifically down here. And that's why we all know the famous line in, that King Solomon says, Bossi Lagani. Hashem says, I came to my garden. What does it mean, I came to my garden? Because really the truth is that the, the main shechina, the main um, 
the uh, light of Hashem, the way Hashem comes down to the world is specifically down in the physical world. Because specifically down in this physical world, that's the garden for Hashem. Sure, there's plenty of high spaces, but you know where Hashem's beautiful garden is? In this physical world, where God is not revealed. And we go ahead and we make, in this world, a dwelling place for our God. That is the ultimate garden. Why? Because garden, on a spiritual level, means what? Tainuk, pleasure. And what is the greatest pleasure from Hashem? The greatest pleasure from Hashem is not in the high worlds where Hashem is the only thing that exists. In this world, where if you look out, you don't see necessarily Hashem. You see a physical world, and you see other things you shouldn't be seeing. But when you go ahead in this world where Hashem is concealed, and you take out and you carve out a space, whether it's in your office, whether it's in your house, whether while you're driving in your car, or you're on a plane, or you're on your yacht, wherever you are, and you stop, and you daven chakras, you pray chakras, mincha, mayriv, you learn, you meditate, you do a mitzvah, you've created at that moment a garden for Hashem. Think about it. Before you did that mitzvah, before you prayed, before you studied, that place was just neutral or possibly negative. But let's even say neutral. When you stop wherever you're at and you pray, or you eat something, you make a blessing, you've right now created a garden for Hashem. So think about this. Next time that you're going to do a mitzvah, or to study Torah, or to pray, not that you're learning, yeah, you're learning, and you're praying, and you're doing that, but really what you're doing is, at that moment, you're creating a garden. I mean, can you imagine? We have the power to create Lagani. We have the power to create a garden for Hashem by doing simple things. I mean, it's not easy sometimes. The animal soul and the body has other agendas and wants to do other things. But the fact is, if we're able to pull away from life and pray, do some charity, do an, a mitzvah, say a kind word, we, are, keep, we make gardens for Hashem. And when we make a garden for Hashem, down here, that gives Hashem tremendous joy. So think about it. Every time we make a garden for Hashem, and the ingredients to making garden is very simple. Learn some Torah. Davin, pray, do a mitzvah. Be kind, give someone the benefit of the doubt. Be patient, understanding, any, any good quality. You are making a garden for Hashem. And when we make a garden for Hashem, automatically, Hashem smiles. That's the greatest time you can give to Hashem. Like the altar we know explains in, in Tanya, in Egeris HaKodesh, that it says in reference to the world of Atzilut. So we know there's four worlds. Atzilut, which is the highest. Highest, again, doesn't mean physically higher. It means Hashem is most revealed there. Then there's the world of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. So in the world of Atzilut, so the Zohar says, Ihu, referring to the infinite light of Hashem, Vechayehu, and the light of Hashem, the energy of Hashem, Ihu, the infinite light of Hashem, Vegarmeyu, and the vessels of Hashem, it's all one. In the world of Atzilut, the light, the vessels, it's all Atzilut. You, you see and feel godliness. However, so, however, in this physical world, in Oilam Hasil, in the physical world, you know what's there? What's in the physical world is Atzmus. Not Ihu, the light of Hashem, the infinite light, the essence of Hashem. 
The real essence of Hashem is we are in the physical world. B'tachtoinim. And as the component of Hashem, the essence of Hashem. How do you define Hashem, the essence of Hashem? The way you define the essence of Hashem is mitzi'usoi me'atzmusoi. What does that mean? That He created Himself. He comes from Himself. And He doesn't come from anything else. Now when in this physical world, that's where that essence of Hashem is revealed. And as the revelation of atzmus, of the essence of Hashem, not chayehu vegarmeyu, which is in the world of Atzilus, which is great, it's very powerful, it's infinite, it's the light, it's the vessel, it's all the light. However, in this world, it knows in, in the way it's called in Kabbalah, in the Yesh Hanivra, the physical creation of Hashem, us, physical human beings, are this physical world, we have the power to reveal what? The Atzmas of Hashem. So in other words, to clarify, in the world of Atzilut, what's always revealed? Yes, the, the infinite light of Hashem. Iyu, the Chayeyu, the Garmeyu, light, vessels. Over there, you have one thing. You have the infinite light of Hashem. In this world, on one hand, Hashem is concealed. Oilam, Helem. Hashem is concealed. But on the other hand, what you could reveal is much higher than Atzilus. You can actually reveal the essence of Hashem. Like it says in the Zohar, HaKadosh, in the Holy Zohar it says that the true existence of the Yesh HaNivra, and it was our true existence, this that we are look like and we feel like we're something, that is really the power, it comes from the Yesh Amiti, it's very powerful. This that we say, I, you know that capital I? When we say, yes, I, and obviously we're referring to the ego, in there is the real I, Hashem. So if we're able to take the I and stop and take a deep breath and say, let's learn something, let's pray, let's do a mitzvah, we are revealing, guess what? Atzmas of Hashem. So based on this, the Rebbe explains, the bond, the Christus bris, the bond that we have and our connection with Hashem, where, where is our bond? On a spiritual level? No, specifically in our physical body. And like the Rebbe quotes, there's a famous uh, classical work from the uh, Rebbe Rashab. And the Rebbe Rashaz has a, fa- a famous uh, talk in the, uh, a sefer called Torah Sholem. He has a famous uh, sikh over there, a famous discussion. And he says that Atzmus, the essence of Hashem, is specifically connected to the physical body. So the Avrachab again, to recap, knows, the author explains it's referring to what the bond of a flesh. Why, why does he use the term flesh? Not because he's trying to be coarse. Because in the flesh, that's where we connect to Atzmus. When we do a physical mitzvah with our physical body, in the physical world that we are, we actually create the greatest bris, the greatest bond with the infinite part of Hashem. And based on this, Jerba says, that's why, what ends on Rosh Hashanah, we say, Shetam lichuni aleichem. No, as Hashem says, Tell me, Malchus, King, that we should be that, that we, we should be that Hashem should be King over us. And then he uses an expression in Yiddish. He's trying. He brings it out very beautifully. That Atzmus, again, the essence of Hashem, 
Betzach, he's begging by us, you know, so to speak. And he's asking and he's begging from each and every one of us. Hashem is begging us from Rosh Hashanah. I, not light, infinite powers, energies, etc. No, no, no. The essence of me, the essence of Hashem should, should be your, your king. And we have the only one that's the power to do that, to draw down the essence of Hashem. Because even though, for example, we know that tzaddikim, righteous people, do tremendous great mitzvot, and Hashem has tremendous pleasure from it when a person does any type of mitzvah and any type of prayer, etc. But the goal, the tachlis hakavana, the ultimate goal, the ultimate purpose is, is the avoidah, the spiritual work of a soul that's in a body. A soul that's not in the body, it's great, it's wonderful. Hoo-ha, go off on a mountain, that's very, very nice. Meditate out and disconnect from the world. That's beautiful. But the ultimate goal is to be in this world, to live in this world with all the challenges of the physical world. And nevertheless, we do the avoido, that even though it's not easy, but we connect to God and stay connected to God, that creates our connection with Atzmas, Hashem himself. And through that becomes real Tamlichuni Aleichem, not a light, but Hashem himself becomes our king. And as we awaken, the essence of Hashem to be king over us. So based on this, Rebbe says, what does that mean? So means that the goal is to create a bond between the atmos, the essence of Hashem, and our physical body. So therefore, based on this, Rebbe explains that every single year, before Rosh Hashanah, obviously we're getting ready for Rosh Hashanah. The Shabbos is the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, so already, we're already um, almost by Rosh Hashanah. So every single year before Rosh Hashanah, we have to create a bond. What kind of bond? And the Rebbe says a new bond. What's our new bond? Again, because the goal is that the essence of Hashem should come down where into the physical world into our physical body, into our physical world. So every year before Rosh Hashanah, we have to we have to make a bond with Hashem. And our bond is that we're ready to Kabbalah Satoira. We're ready to accept the Torah in a way that we're going to learn it, we're going to study it, we're going to live it, and we're going to love it. And the Rebbe says, this is like, for example, when the Jewish people, before they went to the land of Israel. So we know, for example, before they went to the land of Israel, there was two bonds they made with Hashem. There's one bond which speaks out in the Torah where it was Bechoyriv, that when they were on the level of Tzaddikim, they made a bond with Hashem. And that's great, that's wonderful. When, when the light was on, when they were on a level of observing and doing everything they were supposed to, they made a bond with Hashem. But what happened was, after um, they made that bond with Hashem, there was a Yerida. There was a low point for the Jewish people, because unfortunately they sinned, uh, so they had to make a second bond with Hashem. Now, once you sin, you're not a tzaddik. So what's the second bond? So the first bond they made with Hashem when they were on the level of tzaddikim, in Chayrev. But then they made a second bond with Hashem. Uh, and the second bond came from a place of what? Tshuva. That means they went, they, went, they went down low, they sinned, which means they disconnected from Hashem. The light got dim, they got disconnected. Not totally, but obviously there became a tremendous concealment. And they had to create a new bond, a bond from the place of what? The idea of tshuva, we're returning to Hashem. Now, this second bond, the bond from a place of tshuva, we call it in Kabbalah, it's called Yerida Tzoyra Because when you're on a level of a tzaddik, you make a bond. Great. What happens when you sin? That's it. 
it's just a downgrade. No, no, no. Because Kabbalah and Chassidus teaches us every time there's a downgrade, the purpose is for an upgrade. Yerida is Tzorah Chaliyah. And that second bond was much higher than the first bond that they had in, in Chayrev. Which, that's the idea when pe- people make a real bond that even though we're going to go through a tough patch, but nevertheless we're going to remain connected. And this second bond, that's when we connect to Hashem and Hashem connects to us where we become one. Uh, up to the point that our physical body gets connected to Atmos, like you mentioned before. When our physical body connects with the essence of Hashem, that is the second and the more deeper bond. And this level of the second bond is called actually Bakshu that we see Hashem in a real deep, meaningful way, face to face. And it was up to the point that our face and Hashem's face become one. That only happens through tshuva. When you go through, unfortunately, a struggle in life, and that's a tremendous comfort and inspiration, because listen, we're all human. Every one of us throughout the year had some downtimes in life, had some disconnections with Hashem. So that's it, we can't, no, on the contrary. After the first, our initial connection when they were with Hashem is great, it's wonderful. But as we go through the year and we have slippages and we have areas that we disconnect on some level, so what happens is when we do tshuva, our connection with Hashem becomes even deeper. And as we call the avoidas ha the work of tshuva is actually in a certain way higher than a tzaddik. Why is that? Why is that? Why is it that the void of tshuva is much higher than a tzaddik? So explains like this. Because we know in life, there's something which is called finite, and there's something which is called infinite. We live in a finite world. There's space. If you're here, you're not there. If it's now, it's not before, it's not later. So the time and space is lim- li- limiting. Tshuva, when a person does tshuva, tshuva, when a person says, I am returning to Hashem, I am connecting with the essence of Hashem. In other words, first, I had a great relation with Hashem. I slipped. I sinned. People sin. But now I'm saying, you know what? I sinned, but I am reconnecting with Hashem. And I'm connecting with the essence of Hashem. So when a person does tshuva, the Rebbe says, that it takes you to a place beyond, beyond any limitation. When a person does tshuva, you go out of having a finite relationship with Hashem. You go into a relation with Hashem, which is called in Hebrew. I'll say it and I'll translate it. Lamaila mi medida You leave any finite, measuring, limited relationship. It becomes an infinite relationship. So the power of tshuva is that it creates an infinite relationship. So then the Rebbe spells it out. So, for example, one finite relationship is time. Tshuva has the power, there's no time. Why? How is that so? And Gerber explains very, very simple. How does tshuva work? Let's say somebody sinned against Hashem. Got disconnected. You didn't pray, you didn't study, or God forbid you, you transgressed one of the commandments, and so on and so forth. So what happened? Now, if you want to go ahead and re- remake up that, it's a whole job. I mean, it's a, t- take for example, you built something and then it got destroyed. To, to remodel is harder from building from new. 
But we all know when it comes to tshuva, the term is b'shaita chada or b'riga chada. At any moment, a person says, that's it, I'm returning to Hashem. At that moment, you become bal tshuva. Whoa, where's the process? Where's the time? Uh, how's it working? And the answer is, because tshuva is magical. When a person decides he wants to return to Hashem, it's magic. There's no limits. Tshuva is b'shaita chada v'riga chada. So you see, when it comes to time, Tshuva has no, no limits and no bounds. That's in terms of time. Also, Tshuva is not limited to space. Why? Because besides the fact that spiritually, when someone sins, you can say, oh my gosh, you know what it's going to take to make up for it? No. The person, the person does Tshuva on a spiritual plane. He's able to totally connect to Hashem even deeper than before. But even on a physical level, when a person falls physically low, tshuva helps to pull you out of there. Now, the question is, how does that work? Think about this. A person goes ahead, sins against Hashem, gets disconnected. We call it disconnected. You're never really disconnected. But you're, you're, you're rebelling against Hashem. Boom. You're returning to Hashem. Infinite. There's no time. You can totally return in a split second. There's no space that you're in that you can't get out of. You can return to Hashem. How does that work? How does it work that a person can do tshuva and totally become one back with Hashem without any limits, without any restraints? I mean, wow, how does that work? And the Rebbe says, you see, based on what it says in the Pasuk, it says like this. When it talks about tshuva, it says, V'shav Hashem lekecha eshvuscha. So what does it say? Read the verse. Vishav and return Hashem Elokecha, God your God, Eshvuscha, those that return. So it doesn't say Veheshiv, I will return. As if Hashem is here and he's returning us Veheshiv, I'll bring you to here. No, no, Vishav, as if Hashem is returning with you. So what does that mean, Hashem is returning you? And the says, yes. Because of the Christus bis, because of the bond that we have with Hashem, what is a bond? What do we say? What's a real bond? A bond is that irrelevant highs, lows, we're one. A true friendship is you're going through a great time, we're one. You're going through a tough time, we're one. That means if you're a real friend, is there a difference in the relationship between a high and a low? There's no difference. So when we made a Christus bris, when we made a bond with Hashem, what does that mean? We're one. When life is great, when we're praying and we're studying, we're doing mitzvot, we're one with Hashem. What is when we're not studying, we're not praying, we're not doing mitzvot? Well, Hashem is not there with you? No, Hashem is there with you. That's the power of a bris. The power of a real bris is that whatever you're going through, Hashem is with you. And that's why you see powerfully that as people go through the, the worst and the hardest downfalls in life, Boom, literally on a dime, they turn. And they turn back with Hashem, and wow, Balchuva in two seconds. Why is that? Again, because the verse is Vishav Hashem Elokecha. Hashem will return with you. Why? Because of the bond, we, we become one with Hashem. So therefore, Hashem is with us on a spiritual level, but Hashem is with us in our body. And Hashem is with us um, wherever we are. Anywhere and everywhere that we are, our highs, and obviously in this case, more importantly, our lows, Hashem is with us. As the verse says clearly, If you're going to be totally alienated to the other end of the world, 
Hashem is with you. And not only Hashem is with you, He sent like an angel or a light or He sent a messenger. No, no, no. The essence of the most powerful energy of Hashem is with you. Why? Because since we're one with Hashem. And because Hashem is with us, that's why the verse says, Vishav. Hashem will return with us. Why? Not the Haitian, he has to go pull us out. Hashem is with us. So because Hashem is with us, in wherever we are, or whatever level we're at, so the second we want to do tshuva, you know what happens? Boom. And that second, you're back with Hashem. And wherever you are, you're with Hashem. Hashem can bring you back. The only thing is, you have to decide you want to do tshuva. But the minute a Jew decides he wants to return to Hashem, Guess what? It's not like you have to make a phone call or send a text or an email or a WhatsApp or a, a satellite phone call. Uh, you need a satellite phone. No. Wherever a Jew is, whenever a Jew is, you say, I'm returning to Hashem. Bingo. Your path that you're on, that you detoured off and you have no idea where you are, you're back with Hashem. Truth is very, very powerful. Now, why does that work? Because because we made a bond with Hashem, and Hashem made a bond with us, and not only He made a bond with us when we behave, on, with our Neshama, you know, He made a bond with our body. Wherever we are, whenever we are, Hashem is there with us. And here is really tremendous inspiration. A person has to know that wherever you are, guess what? Hashem is with you. And any moment you're ready to return to Hashem, say you're returning, return, you're, you're back. And don't have to worry about how's it going to work, a process. Uh, I've been away for so many days, weeks, months, years. I, I'm totally disconnected. Okay, but guess what? If you're making a final calculation, that's true. But when you're dealing with an infinite, infinite connection with Hashem, with the essence of Hashem, and Hashem is right there, say you want to return, and you return. And not only that, you actually become higher than a tzaddik. Why? Because you're not connected to the infinite. And you're connected with the essence of Hashem. You're connected with the Atzmas and Mahus of Hashem. <coughs> and based on this, Rabbi finishes off the Chesedic discourse beautifully, and he says, that pshat, Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim Kolchem. That we are all standing here today. What does that mean? Every single Neshama, every spark of a Neshama, from Roshechem, Shivtechem, if you're an elitist, if you're simple, anywhere in between, anywhere in between, we are all standing and we all have the power and we all are elevated to the highest source. And as the verse says, literally to the face of Hashem, even higher than Hashem, up to the point we become one, one, literally one with Hashem. As the expression is in Zohar, Yisrael Malka Bechodei. The Jewish people in Hashem are totally one. So, Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim. Every Jew has to know that we are standing Lefnei Hashem Alekeichem. If you're going through a high, you're one with Hashem. You're going through a one, on a low, you're with Hashem. We are always with Hashem. And when a person realizes that you're always with Hashem, so we know the famous translation of the Baal Shem Tov, he says that that you're standing, so the Baal Shem Tov translates that that we're standing and we're standing strong, which means that we're so Rosh Hashanah is coming. 
If you're standing with Hashem, what's the question? We're all going to be meritorious. We're all going to have a good judgment on Rosh Hashanah. Not only, obviously, on spiritual things, which is important, etc. But even physical things, chakli Yisrael, materialistic things, we're going to have a good judgment. And matter of fact, the Rebbe says that the main judgment on Rosh Hashanah and the judgment that we're, that we're actually meritorious is specifically about physical things. That every single one of us will have exiva v'chasima toiva. We're going to be written and we're going to be sealed to have good and good from Hashem is really, really good. L'shana toivu masuka, a good year, a sweet year. And the Rebbe says, betoiv hanira v'nigla, which means sometimes you can have good, but we don't see it. But no, no, we're going to have good that's going to be seen and it's going to be revealed. And the Rebbe spells out, bebona chaya umazoyna uvechulam revicha. We're going to have children, we're going to have life, we're going to have health. No more of the COVID uh, looming over us. We're going to have real health. We're going to have the sustenance for every one of us. And it's going to be everything with tremendous abundance. So as you can tell, this is a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse. And it's really appropriate to learn it now before Hashanah. Because it really shows us a few important points. One is that, that unity is key. If we want to be connected to Hashem, and we want to have all the blessings that we're going to Mitchum get, we have to remember it's really about creating unity with everybody. Nothing should hold us back from having true unity. Not only should we have unity, but unity in this physical world. We should draw down godliness in this physical world. And we should have the power to create that real bris with Hashem. Bris with Hashem that, we, that we're connected to Hashem, whatever we're doing. And we should work on our tshuva, that we're w- willing and ready at any moment to return to Hashem. But, and it's easy, because Hashem is with us. And once you return to Hashem, guess what? You're connected to the infinite. And that will give us, like the Baal Shem Tov says, we'll all have a great year with tremendous blessings, spiritually, physically, with only beautiful things in a revealed way. So I want to finish off by wishing each and every one of us, we should have a Lashana Toiva, a good year, a Masukah, it should be sweet, and in a revealed way for each and every one of us in our personal lives, in our families, in our communities, and we should ultimately merit the ultimate goodness where Hashem will be revealed to us in a real way and take us to your Shalayim, Ivar Kodesh, speedily in our days. The Shana Toivo, Umasuka, have a great and happy and healthy, sweet new year. Thanks so much for joining us for our Chsidis class. Have a great and blessed week and a blessed year.